Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Welcome. Happy New Year. Marissa explains it all, squad. It's me, Marissa. Hello, it's Joyce, and I'm about to throw up. Marissa's drinking a bottle of water that says August 2017 on it. No, August 17th. Like, I literally just bought this. Oh, and then I was like, August 2017. I was like, that is literally disgusting. I would literally fucking die. August 17th was not just either. Best is used by August 17th, 20. 20. Right. Oh. Exactly. Fucking oh. <laughs> you literally just, Thank you. So anyway, um, so sorry that for the last two weeks we've been MIA. The week, the first week I was sick AF. Uh, like all the London travel and travel everywhere just caught up with me and I had like some sort of, some semblance of a fluish situation. And then last week um, it was Christmas and I was traveling and Joyce and I were not in the same place, nor were we having any free time to do this. So we're here now. Hello. January 1st. Happy New Year. This will drop tomorrow. So um, there's a lot to fucking catch up on. I know. Marissa and I just caught up a bunch. Yeah, we did, we did all the stuff that can, we can't talk about on the podcast, but we avoided all the stuff that we can so that we'd be relaying the information for the first time and don't have to play surprised and ask the same questions we asked offline. So should we go in chronological order? Maybe ASAP Rocky sex tape is like the first thing we talk about since that's like kind of old now. Yeah, it's super old. I forgot that even happened. Yeah, it's like two whole weeks. And in the internet world, that's like might I as well have been. I only saw all the comments about it. And then I thought I saw it, but then I was like, is this really what I'm seeing? Well, it was only 90 seconds. Is that what you saw? I don't know. And it was just, it's no face. It's just him from the back and... He has like the ASAP tattoo they said on the stomach and stuff. I it was also grainy and dark, I think. And so when people started talking about it, I went to go look for it. It was still on Pornhub, but Stacy, my hair and makeup dope ass friend. Um, I know Stacy. Yeah, I know. Well, the oh. podcast. Be- Hello. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Hey guys. <laughs> um, she was sleeping on the couch next to me because she had come early in the morning, was taking a nap before doing my hair. So I didn't want to play the tape with sound. So I and or and so like a sex tape without sound is like why am I watching this? So I only watched like fifteen seconds. But in those fifteen seconds, it was pretty regular. There was nothing to really see. You just hitting a big butt and the body was shaped amazing. Shout out to whoever the girl was. So Twitter is like everyone's just shitting on it. I, I don't That's get like all and I'm not getting like a direct reason. Work. Everyone's just like. This, I'm just seeing like the Rocky sex tape is trash or me when I saw Rocky sex tape and it was like a meme where you look disappointed and shit. So I asked Twitter, I'm like, what is the problem? And everyone's like, oh, his stroke game was weak or someone said this shit looks little. And I'm like, first of all, you could barely see the dick that like we cannot comment on size from that angle that we did. And I'm sure Rocky has a great like dick how size. Everybody feels like they need to have an opinion about right? this too. But that's the crazy shit. And then someone else tweeted me. They were like, I think they expect Rocky to be like fucking swinging from a chandelier because he's a celebrity or something like that. He's a fucking normal human. And then everyone else is But he always does talk about that he has like freaking orgies. And, like, well, yeah. But we're shit, seeing a so. 90 second clip. Yeah. There's the times where. I think where, that they're 
expecting if an ASAP uh, like sex leaks. tape is going to come out, okay. it's going to be like a crazy orgy or like some sort of sex party or like, you know, like that's what they were expecting and that's what they didn't and get. And then they so get like, like the slow strokes and yeah. shit and it's like, it's like I, the fact that you guys got even anything. Right. Like, and you should appreciate that. And then one dumbass bitch responds to me like, well, it's he was like clearly using her for a masturbation tool. So if you don't see anything wrong with that, then I don't know what to tell you. And I was and I respond. I'm like, bitch, clearly you're boring in bed. So this conversation is not for you. Like, use me as a masturbation tool. That's fire. That sounds fucking fun. Not the whole time. I need to get mine too. But again, you people are seeing ninety fucking seconds, bro. We have no idea what happened before that or after that. Seven people might have come in the room after that and just and had it. <laughs> let's be honest, he's probably fucking like mad bitches. This is like one in like 200,000 sex campaigns he probably yeah. had this year. And I don't know why he, I mean, no, I'm sorry. I don't know how that leaked though. Yeah. Cause that's like a person that was from his phone. And like, why only that one? Like I, I've heard around town. I know a few people that fucked with him. He likes to randomly record like the ending sometimes and stuff like when he comes and then he like deletes it in front of the people. He like he just he watches it back and then deletes the shit. So but so like I guess maybe he left one by accident and his phone got hacked, or maybe he sent it to the girl and she purposely tweeted that shit out. I don't fucking know, but um yeah, he responded the next day for those that haven't heard about this story. The video was pulled and shit, and he just responded the next day like he doesn't give a fuck, basically, was his tweet and uh the world continued spinning. And, and then the baby's shit allegedly leaked also, but it was proven that that wasn't his, right? Or not? Didn't that one flew over my head? Yeah, I just remember everyone talking about it because it was so bad. Oh, yeah, right. And then he tweeted, I don't send dick pics. So it was debunked. But even if it was his, like, everyone was losing their oh, fucking Oh, shit, minds. I did see that. Everybody was like, I saw, yes. Yeah. And they are all gas. Yes. And so, like, yes, it was a big dick, the one that was, like, being assumed to be his and everything. At the same time, people were acting like, that was the craziest dick they've ever seen. I'm like, you guys are all telling on yourselves that you're not having great big dick sex because that looks like every dick I've seen in recent years. I don't know. It's like, I'm not, it's, I, all my dicks are big that I get. I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag facts. <laughs> I plead the fifth on everything. Because you like, look like you're about to do I'm like, what are you going to say? Yeah. So, um, if you were that guest about the baby's dick size, I mean, also, I guess it's exciting to know that like, if you already thought he looked good, it was, it was cool to confirm, confirm. that he I think that's what people dick. were wanting from like ASAP was like, they just wanted to confirm that like, they're going to have this like crazy sex experience. That it's as fire as they would assume it would be. And then they've seen it and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, again, it's probably one in lots of times that he had sex this year. Exactly. Like, and also a, only a portion of the sex he was currently having having and it could have been the most boring portion also it's hard to like fuck good and hold a camera so that could be why those 90 seconds were boring there's so many factors but either way if you were hating on it you're a hater um moving forward uh what happened after that i went to terrence j's christmas party i felt like cool and social that i got out of my house and then unfortunately i just was overcome with my social anxiety and stood in a corner the entire night but affion crockett the comedian um you look confused wild and out and like a bunch of shit very famous comedian um super cool guy so i went with van lathan the homie and um he's cool with affion so we all ended up talking in a circle and it turned out that affion as well has the same kind of just i wouldn't even say social anxiety but just like doesn't care to like really engage like that so he ended up just kind of like we were like each other's awkward social buddies and we ended up just like chatting it up the whole night and he was really really cool and it was 
really cool conversation and just talking about shit and we follow each other on Instagram after that and now it's like my pal so shout I out to you. I feel recently like with being social I keep not engaging with people the way that I want to mm-hmm. like after the moment I'm like oh shit like I just hung out with that person and I like didn't talk to them like at all but I really meant to like I like laughed with them for like a second but then I didn't like really get to engage mm-hmm. engage and I I don't know how to work I need to work on that I year. mean I need to work on it too especially because I realized in that moment too like because I had taken edibles and so when I take edibles I usually get really quiet and I'm just I'm having a great time but like in my fucking head and nowhere else it's not showing on my face nothing but I'm like having the time of my life when I drink I can actually like talk and be social or even when I take nothing depending on like if I'm just in a good mood I could just talk too but so like it kind of taught me like if I'm planning on being social in an event, weed is not the way to go. I'm going to have to drink or just not do anything at all. For me, I just feel like I have, like, when I do go out to drink with people, I, like, because I'm drinking, I, like, totally, like, miss everything that they say. And okay. I'm just, like, la, 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 like, ha- trying to have fun. And then after the fact, I'm, like, oh, damn. Like, I mean, I, I do forget some of the shit. I yeah. didn't ask them one question. Like, I didn't, like, in, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but. Otherwise, I was still proud of myself for getting out. And it was such a rare event. And I saw, like, Takara from America's Next Top Model, like, a decade ago. Like, the, she was, like, thicker. And it was, like, a big deal because she wasn't stick skinny. You're the worst. Um, but it was cool My to see her. My mom didn't let me watch America's Next Top Model. I never watched it either. But she was just, like, a pop culture <laughs> icon. So, like, everyone knew her at the time. But obviously. I've also lived under a rock for, like, ever. Yeah. In case you didn't Yeah, remember. I mean, no, I, I, yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there was a bunch of people there and it was cool. And then they told us that Diddy and Meek Mill were coming. And so we promptly got the fuck out of there because I never want to be stuck in a house when Diddy and Meek Mill come and then everyone flips the fuck out and takes out their cell phones and follows them around and it's fucking stupid. So, um, shout out to Terrence J for hosting the great party. And, um, then I went home for Christmas. How was your Christmas? What'd you get? Oh, that was in LA? Uh, yeah, that was here. Um. He lives next door to, uh um mgk so he's like right over there it's like all in the it's like la vibes but yeah go ahead uh christmas is cool i didn't really do that much i was kind of nervous because i didn't like see my family in a really long time like in the past like five years like i've purposely avoided christmas and then i like kind of stopped getting invited because i stopped going but mostly because i don't like confrontation and like family's like my family is pretty drama really yeah but i went and it was so chill and it was super normal and there was like nothing to freak out about and mm. my sister has a baby and i got to meet her and she's Jeep's so sister? cute a stepsister stepsister okay and like it was really it was super enjoyable and i was just happy that like nothing crazy went down hmm. so had i had a, i had a cool christmas too saw the fam um Got to, I have a couple mutual friends with fucking Killer Cam, Cameron, like obviously one of my goats, and uh, we all hung out in a group and we were like watching, um, what's that? Curb Your Enthusiasm, like one of my favorite fucking shows, and smoking, and it was um, like Christmas morning, like late, we were just all hanging out. So that was pretty cool to like smoke blunt Cameron on Christmas morning while fucking watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. So that was lit, and then otherwise, um, my girlfriend Casey took me to a Knicks, uh, Knicks versus Nets game. So I got to do that. And Young and Me. Hashtag sports. Yes, literally. <laughs> I, I tweeted. I was like doing hashtag sports with Ibalon Genius. And um, it was really cool because Young and May was there. So when they introduced the people on the Jumbotron, they played their song. And so they played big. And that's obviously produced by Mike Zombie, everybody. So Shout out Mike, by the way. Yeah, like he had a big year with shit like that. So that was... Um, 
because he was on Game's album as well. And a lot of... And that album, by the way, we never talked about. Game's album is actually so fucking good. I have not listened to it. And that's one time. album I actually listened to this year from the start to the end. Okay. And I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. And, like, it was really cool that um, that album and Young Amaze album have ended up on a lot of year-end lists. So Zoms was, like, you know, included in a lot of combos. But, yeah, so they played... To introduce her, they played big. So I got to... We were at the Barclays Center because it was a Nets... Uh, at Nick's and um, so to be able to hear fucking you know a zombie on the track play like for the thing that was really cool and then um, Cameron like fucking ended up there so that was cool too but like I don't seeing twice in yeah like, I mean I don't actually know him so I didn't like get yeah. to be like hey, you know hey yeah. I'm here too you know what I mean but like that was really cool and um, so they like played oh boy on the Jumbotron and I was like oh that's pretty cool and yeah that was pretty much the extent of my winter break I got cool shit for Christmas. What'd you get? Uh, money and fucking socks. A lot of socks. I asked for socks for Christmas. I got socks too. I got <laughs> furry <laughs> socks and I'm really happy about that. I bought my mom furry socks. She asked for those. You so know yeah. what I mean though? Underwear. <laughs> really? No, my mom puts, um, she buys me underwear every year for my stocking. So mm. I get like, and my dad every year he does like toiletries galore. So I got like a year's worth of toothpaste, a year's worth of the makeup, oh, the makeup wipes that I use. Um, okay. A bunch of the lotions that I use, a bunch of the chapsticks that I use. And okay. yeah. Those are some thoughtful No, 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 the best. Like, That's literally, yeah. but he's so annoying because he wraps every single fucking thing. So I'm individually unwrapping chapsticks that he, he bought like 20 of them and each little one is like this big. So I'm unwrapping every chapstick. Are you kidding? He's so fucking irritating. I hate him. Love him, but I hate him. Um, so yeah, that was that. And then I bought myself, I paid off my second to last credit card. Hey. So I'm down to one fucking credit card now. With, I mean, I have open Me credit lines, too. but like, I one have balance. one credit card right now that's only at $30. Bitch! Oh my god! Oh my god. Yes. yes! And then my other one's like 600 but that's it. My 600 oh. and my 30 I thought you meant like you only have one. You you, you set that up like that. And then no, 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 no. I have two cards. What's that like 600 Oh, my chair fell over. Go ahead. Which like can all, like... I have the money to pay it off, but I just choose, you choose not, not to, to because it makes more sense, like, financially for me. But I did pay one off, and I was so yeah. happy. This was, like, at one point, guys, probably, probably like, 2015, 2016, I had, I think, like, four credit cards, and they were all fucking maxed out in limits of, like, 10, 12, 8, 5, like, crazy amounts of debt because I was just not making what I was putting on it and I still don't regret the debt that I accumulated because none of it was like I wasn't like charging I wasn't living above my means in the sense where I'm like buying a Louis Vuitton bag right, and right, I have right. no it money. was all necessary yeah sure. well it was mostly I mean necessary to live I mean the thing is no 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 what oh. I was doing was like I was coming to LA a lot and like networking and stuff so it was usually like my flights and my Airbnbs that I was putting on my credit card mm. so I don't regret that because I was building my network and I was putting in work and I'm still proud of those trips and I never had a shitty trip so like I don't mind the debt. It just sucks when you can't pay it all off. But I knew, I felt in my heart, I'm like, one day I'll have the money and I'll pay this shit off. And mm -hmm. it is what it is. And, and you did. And I did. So I've been working really hard. And so earlier this year, I was down to my last two. So I did balance transfers for both of them so that I could just go aggressive for the yeah. year. And fuck it. No, because I, I transferred them to two separate cards. So they wouldn't even consolidate it. I just switched them both over so that I could pay them both down without having any interest on either one. I opened up new cards for both. Oh, and gotcha. um, actually, no, I opened up new card for one and then I transferred the balance of one to the other one that I just transferred off. It was a whole thing, but it worked really, really well. And so my um, the card I just paid off, it was up on January 1st. So if I didn't pay it by the 1st, I would have got all the old interest from the year that was deferred. So I paid the whole shit and I'm down to one now. And um, 
my credit score before I paid it off was 807. So I know that's Damn about to die. Bitch, financial freedom is the goal. I'm at 765 right now. Well, they say we that once you're up, they say once you're past like 750 or it something, doesn't it doesn't anymore. even matter. Like you're. It's just for yourself. Yeah, basically. I mean, like there is, so there's like on that scale, there's like green and then there's like something higher. Than, or no, it's like. We're, excellent. Are, and, and then like, like super excellent. Superior. Yeah. So like superior. we're in excellent. We're both okay. are. So like superior goes from like, I think like eight, 830 to 900 or something like that. So just for myself, I'd like to get there to like just be there. But again, they said excellent and superior are all one and the same, essentially. When did you open your first credit card? Because it's so crazy to me. It, it blows my mind. I would say that out of like all of my closest friends, I'm the only person who has a credit card. What? Yeah, most people that I know literally you know what? don't know how to use a credit Or they don't even know what it is. Like they have no concept of a credit card. Because I see everybody has those Chase debit cards and like they only got that one. Yeah. I got three credit cards. Like, I use them all the time, no. paying them shits off. When I turned 18, I immediately got, like, you know, the 18-year-old credit card, like, the starter credit card. And yeah. they have, like, a, like, a fucking limit of, like, 500 bucks or something. But within, like... Then you get, up, then you get right, to, like, 2000 yeah. within the first year. First year. Not yeah. even, like, literally for six, like months, six months. The second that you pay the bill on time once, it, like, increases. One of my cards is, like, 18000 One of mine is 24 And I'm just, like... So but I never one. have ever even put more than, like, 1000 oh, on no, it. Oh, no, not me. No, I've gotten up to, like... Well, so... That first one, um, it had, like, because it was, like, a starter credit card, it had, like, an absolutely horrible APR, like, some crazy high number and shit like that. So I ran that one up. A j- I've always been really smart with my money, so I never, like, did super bad with it. Um, but that was 05. And then 06, um, City Cards used to, like, come to our campus all the time at college. And so they get you to sign up for one. So the one card that I have, the $24,000 um limit on that's the one I opened in 06 so that's why it's so big because I've had it for so long eventually with the first card I had I had closed that out um but yeah over the years uh at one point I maxed out the city cards and I got a second one and I did a balance this was like in 2012 did a balance transfer then ran up the second one and the first one then I got a third one and so like that's how I started ended up like doing all that but like I said I'm down to one now and then yesterday too on the 31st just looking ahead to the new year I have a few things um subscriptions that I saw on, when I like went in to like manage my credits, to, uh, manage my payments, that they were all offering like um, deals. If you pay for the year, you get it's like less money and stuff. So I paid off like three things for the year, which it, it like freed up a hundred bucks a month, which is just cool. Like now that's one less now of you, that. Yeah, you don't gotta think about it. I try to do that with my car insurance, and they're like, you're only gonna save like the like twenty three cents per month or something. Oh, I, I do that, like, one, but it's so it's so much better, bro. I pay so my my whole premium at one time, and I don't even include it in my list of bill, monthly bills because I I'm I'm that's probably. I think maybe why. I should do that. It's yeah, it's because so my it. car payment does really take up like a huge chunk of like everything, mm-hmm. and especially if you're not like balling out of control, even just something simple like like I said, paying like your subscriptions for the month, you might be down to like. $20 in your account and you're waiting till your paycheck hits and then fucking your gym membership hits and it puts you under that so no, way you because know I always put it on my credit card okay see that's oh, with okay. me I'm smart because I literally I only have like I keep I have savings and I have bread in there but in my checking account I only keep like $150 I mean most, there, most like, people at a time well not me I no because for my people that I know they only got checking accounts yeah. like that's what I'm like so and then I have my two credit cards and I like try to pay off like as much as possible on each card and the cards that I have one 
is like you get a certain amount of points for restaurants. So I only use that one for food. Smart. And then my other card, you get triple the points for like so many different things. So I use that one for gas and like everything else. And like my whole thing is just about racking up points and also just trying to like build credit because mm-hmm. that's so important to like get an apartment, anything. And that's how I know this is that so many of my friends are like moving back to LA trying to find apartments. They're like, yo, this is really hard because I have no credit. Damn. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, how do you not have credit? Like, how? Yeah. I, I ha- so, well, I mean, that's not to shame anybody. It's just like, if you don't, this like, is it's to, something this is to, to really make you aware. Put you on game. Like, it's important. Yeah. I used to, um, to your point of like the subscriptions on credit cards, I had all my shit on there and then it was just like, but that was when I was getting interest also and still trying to pay it off. So it's like, you have an interest and you have additional charges that See, come. See, both of still... my cards right now are, like, in this weird, like, interest-free because, like, they're so Oh, new. they're new. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, So I'm, like, and then I'm going to pay them all completely, then open a new credit right. card and then yeah, that, that was, um, That was, um, I, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, that was when I wasn't making enough money, but, like, then when I started having enough, I just put everything just to auto-debit out of my account so I don't keep accruing new charges on my credit cards or whatever. But once, now that I'm in, like, a good, secure spot, it's just one card, I'm going to start looking now into... You know, like you said, the things that give you more points for this or that. Dude, the point shit is crazy because now it's the end of the year and I have like $400 cash back. Like from all the things that I spent. I don't let mine accrue. I let it every month after I charge a little bit and I get like, I have like $12 cash back. I just hit every, literally every month I apply it toward my balance. Oh no, (laughs) mine is like stacks. And for me, I always keep that as like in the back of my head, like that's money if I want to go on a trip. Like, that's, like, my trip money. Like, that all... Oh, no, I just use it to my like, balance. Like, every time I, like, spend, it's, like, for that, it's to go somewhere. Like, if I wanted to go to New York, at least, like, I know. And it's and I don't have to take it out of my, my debit, That's you know? smart as fuck. It's like a savings yeah. account. Yeah. Of. That's it. Literally. It's, yeah. like, your own version of yeah. a savings account for something fun only. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, how did we get there? I don't know, but... I have literally no So, idea. hashtag financial freedom. But, yeah, hopefully, I mean, to summarize that, guys, again, um, we talk about this all the time, though, because credit is just so interesting to me and important. Um, but, again, if you're like me and you accrue, you had accrued a lot of debt or you currently have a lot of debt, the smartest thing to do, and I've said this before, is start paying off the smallest amount first. And maybe that sounds crazy because you're like, but I have this big-ass amount. But it's it's motivational for one and for two. It just... It, it knocks a, a bigger dent than you realize because once you start with a small card and you knock out that whole card completely, now you're down to only X, you know, if you had started with four, now you're down to three and off top you, it's, it's literally about it's like liberating. Yeah. And it feels good. And it's about keeping yourself motivated at the end of the day. Everything is about keeping yourself motivated to keep doing it. So what's not, what's motivating about having an, a $20,000 balance. And after a year you're down to 19,000, like that's not motivating at fucking all. And you still have all those other cards, but what is motivating is at the top of the year, starting with four cards and by the end of the year, you have three. So start at the smallest balance first and then just pay. I mean, I don't want to say minimum payments because then you'll be like in a cycle, but maybe double up on the minimums for your other ones, but just be aggressive about the lowest amount card and go from there. And then the other tip, like I said, is if you have it right now, we're at a point where you have just a couple extra dollars hanging around, pay off a couple a couple monthly subscriptions, you know, go for like the, I mean, I don't know if you could do Hulu in, in one for the year, but um, I did SoundCloud and I did uh, Liquid Web, which is like my website host and then for the podcast thing. But SoundCloud, um, 15 bucks a month, which equates to less than $200 for the year. That's one thing. And it's one less thing that's going to hit my account every month. And like I said, I had 
doing all those little things, I saved like a hundred bucks. So it's just, you know, little tips and tricks that it'll help you get to a better place eventually. If you can pay your car insurance in full, it's not about the couple dollars you're going to save. It's about, you know, one month you just might have a, a, a crazy expense pop up that you weren't Honestly, expecting. I kind of, like, I'm, I'm thinking about it's smart. Like, doing it because then, then I will, I feel like I will be more motivated because I'll be able to save more money exactly. and see what I'm saving. Exactly. So if you have it at once, pay something in bulk. It literally makes a huge difference. And again, in this type of instance, financial freedom and getting out of debt, it's about staying motivated and not letting your shit overwhelm you. And when you start from the bottom and go up, that's how you don't get overwhelmed. So please, my kiddos, a fucking credit is you can have all the money in the world and you still can't get certain shit because they don't accept payments of full cash sometimes for whatever reason. And you know, you need fucking credit. So build that shit. If you don't have a credit card, get one now. Don't be upset that there's only like a $250 limit. Let that inspire you because that means you can't fucking rack up that much debt right now because mm-hmm. you can only spend 250 So yeah, start there and build up and get like me with an 807 credit score. <laughs> Again, it doesn't matter. Just get to the sevens, guys, and you will be really good. And speaking of that, since I'm saying that out loud, if anyone listening works at a car dealership in California, Southern California, specifically a lease place, because I just don't think it makes sense for me to buy. Cars at a dealership. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So any whatever. Anyone that works at a dealership but has like a good hookup on laces, because I want to get some fire shit. But I know there's always somebody that has hookups that I can I could pay way less for the fire shit. So hit me up. My lease is up March one, so that's when I will be buying. Damn, three years. Right? Isn't that insane? I love my car so much, but that's like it's like the one thing that's like really keeping me in LA. I feel like because I because I have a lease too. Yeah, but there's a website. It's like takeoverlease.com. No, but it's like so much harder. And like with Volkswagen, you can't do it, and like all this shit, and like if they fuck up, like you're still kind of like that's That's what I was asking my friend who told me about it. There's like all this like liability. That's what I was worried about. Okay, Volkswagen specifically like does not allow it. Like there's certain like dealerships that are like not like they won't honor it, and if they fuck up, it's going back on you. So I'm like kind of deciding like should I buy my car and just sell it like buy buy it out out and because I don't know I don't because like I don't want to drive it across the country anywhere and then have to return it in two years that sounds crazy but yeah and yeah you don't want to ship it either because it's thousands of dollars dollars, but I got two more years on my lease too yeah you did a three year also uh yeah I mean I was I love my car I was at their mercy when I I mean honestly this these three years went so fast and my car still feels not new in the sense that it looks, I mean, on the interior, like I, I barely drive, it feels new inside still. So like, I never feel like I'm in an outdated car, even though it's a 2017 model. But, um, I, I, I had to do like the, the lowest possible thing. They were trying to give me four years and I really had no wiggle room because my credit was so maxed out at the time when I went to guess when I moved here and had nothing. Um, but I managed to like, and I'm not good at negotiating either, but because I was so hesitant about the four-year lease, they like knocked it down to three. But even then, I was thinking now I might just do two since I have way more wiggle room and mm-hmm. credit and I could put money down and all type of shit. Although they say, everyone listening, do not put a lot down on your lease. It's literally going to be a matter of like dollars per month in the long run. And you just wait. And I think I put like 1500 And then you were th- this that's not worth it at all. I really looked into it. It's yeah. like you're saving literally like at the max 
30 bucks a month, like something so stupid. And you, do, if you're just turning it in at the end, like it wasn't, you invested for, for what? Like yeah. to save a couple dollars every month, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and max yourself out probably with the 1500, you know what I mean? So at the most, like pay the little like signing fees or whatever the fuck the fees come from that they tack on a little bit, pay 500 bucks maybe and do that. If you're getting a luxury car, you might want to put down a little more. But if you're leasing, guys, do not put down a lot. It's literally not fucking worth it, like, at all. So do not do that shit. And you know for next time, don't do that shit. It's- uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still, like, this is such an interesting part. I know, I hope but- we're, we're explaining it all. Yeah. So, okay, it's really, it really is good to, like, own your shit. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you... It does make sense to buy a car, and you know, depending on your lifestyle, it just, that's, it what I'm, that's, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Depending on your lifestyle, for me, I personally, my, the Prius that I had was a 2008 Prius. I literally had put like two thousand dollars into it in like a period of like four months, and I was oh. like going crazy. Like I was like, this is like not worth it. It's also a shitty car. Like I don't want to drive around with it. But it was nice because I could drive it like a go kart and like hit it into things. And, <laughs> and I you was didn't just, care. Like, Fuck it! And you didn't have a, a monthly bill anymore either. You I didn't. Done. I didn't have a monthly See, bill. It was or it was completely paid off, and it was given to me. So it's like I didn't even like. It was my mom's. So I like didn't have to. You know, whatever. But and do you drive a lot where it matters how much miles you're putting on, or is that not not? No, I don't go over ten thousand. Okay, I don't go over ten thousand miles a year. But I think that I got a pretty good deal on my lease that I have now. Like I really like my car. It's and I and I didn't like. It it was kind of like uh, I could drive like um, not a brand new car and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was for me. I don't know anything about mechanics of cars and like. I don't have, like, excess money to just be hit with some sort of crazy automotive problem. Yeah. And I'm so going to get scammed by, like, a mechanic, like, mm-hmm. trying to just get Absolutely my coins. Because I don't know shit. And I don't really have somebody that can, like, go with me to, like, verify. Mm-hmm. And I just stand there like an idiot, like, uh, okay, sure, here's $4,000 to whatever you just yeah, said. right, to paint yeah. a doorknob. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, um, so why do you think that, buying for you makes sense versus leasing um only because i don't want to be tied to right now like okay. having a three-year something yeah okay so for me it's the opposite <clears throat> i don't drive that much so i'm not putting on a lot of miles i'm not going anywhere from la and the biggest thing is like with a car for example my last car i finally paid it off and that's the good thing you can at least not have a car note for a while but it depends on where you are like if i can't i'm not in the place where i could buy a full car outright right now so that's i'm not gonna ha- mm-hmm. i'm gonna have a car note either way yeah. and when i finally paid off my last car it fucking died the very next month that's and what i'm so afraid exactly of. So, so you would have to like i the only car that i could really just buy would be like a hoopty or like exactly sort of and that doesn't make sense Which, to me because i'm not driving around in a hoopty and now that you know i'm in another level of like my peers are who they are and, and the things that i do in the places that i go i want to keep up with the joneses a little bit not a lot i'm still yeah. gonna be who yeah, the yeah. Fuck that, I that's am. what i was trying to but yeah nod to. i want to switch out my car every couple of years because i can i don't want to fucking drive this same, i don't i could buy a new car now and put a couple dollars down and have maybe a slightly lower car payment than a lease and now i own it and whatever but by the time you finish paying it off also on top of it could die but it's like the value is not the same you're not getting back all that money you just cars put are in. the worst investment. yes you, worst i'm like investment. and like they say they it loses the value as soon as you drive it off the lot yeah. so i just for me personally and again it differs because if you do drive a significant amount leasing a car is gonna dick you over because you're gonna go over the amount of miles that you buy and even if you buy a bigger plan so that you do have 15 20 000 miles per year you're now paying more per month for those miles so 
in the end, it just, if you drive a lot, yes, you should buy. If you want to eventually get to a place where you're not paying a car note and you want to keep that car for a long time, or you're like Joyce, you want to move around with the car and live in New York or something, that makes sense for you. If you are like me and you're not leaving where you're at for a while, you don't drive that often and you do want to get a new car every couple of years, then leasing makes complete sense. And again, you just don't need to put that much down. It just, it literally does not make sense for that. Unless you plan on buying the lease out at the end, then sure, put whatever the fuck down. But if you're trying mm. to switch it out, don't put shit down. It, look into it if you're not believing me. It doesn't make sense financially. And hopefully at some point, my freaking car insurance is not going to be $280 a month. A month? Mine got up to fucking... At one time, when I was in Jersey, bro, I don't know if the cops are just different because I'm like, I don't feel like my driving improved or disproved. I think, I don't know, maybe they're just more anal there, but I was like at 11 points on my license out of 12. Once you hit 12, they take away your shit. Okay, like, okay, Marissa. Yo, I was like I bugged the fuck out. My insurance at one point was like 500 a month, bro. No, yo, no. it was sick. I was, it was really bad. Like I, had I felt like mine was dummy expensive. No. And I tried to call Geico because like they increased it from like 230 to like 280. So I, maybe it wasn't that big of a jump, mm-hmm. but it, there was a jump and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And it was at least like 40 bucks. And I called them and I was like, hey, like what can I do about this? And they were like, eh, like that kind of just happens every year. It's like, oh, really? Normal. Yeah. Mine goes down. Well, it's because I don't get anything additional. So. Well, no, they were like, that just, it just happens. And I was like, okay. So then I started calling around. And when I called around, the, the quotes for me were like 400, 500. Damn. And I was like, how yeah, the fuck Geico, did Geico like get I... me down so low? But I mean, sucks. when I, I had uh, my car accident, um, J- J- June 2017. Um, so when the car i have a six geico's a six month plan i don't know if it's the same for you but or no you could no no no. geico they only charge you every six months so no, um, month, month. no no i mean like oh. the plan renews every six oh yeah months, yeah for yeah, a year yeah yeah so um so my plan renewed that october and it went from like i don't know a double it, it went like a hundred dollars more per month like it was it was repug but only for that six month period i thought it would like last longer yeah. And it came right back down and then went down even further because since living in California, that has been the only thing oh, that sure. happened is that accident. And I was, I believe, 80% at fault, not even 100. So it wasn't like a crazy effect. But um, mine is because yeah. of my age and the fact that oh, I'm not yeah. 25 yet. So everything's like super fucked. I feel like, well, so that's the other thing too, though, because I'm like really on a range of what kind of car do I want now? Because half of me wants to just stick with Kia to avoid, I mean, I have to fix my car regardless before I turn this shit in. This shit is a disaster. I've hit so many parking garages. She drives her car like a freaking <laughs> go-kart. <laughs> but it's like, you know, one of those, I mean, I care about my car, yes. But it's one of those things where it's like, I wasn't really invested in it. It wasn't a car that like I had dreamed of. It wasn't even the color I've always wanted. I literally got she so just, flustered. Just it was got just like, give me a car. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was so. Because you were desperate. Yeah, just, I was you desperate. You needed wheels. Yeah, so th- I'm. And again, take care of anything. But like, I just didn't feel like that super emotional. Whereas like the next, I mean, not that like I purposely drove into walls. <laughs> it was like, let me dent the car. But just not as careful as I could be, you know? So um, I do. But anyway, so I say that to say a part of me just wants to stick with Kia. Because even though I am going to go fix most of this, there I'm not trying to like pay a bazillion fucking dollars to fix this car. So I'm going to leave some things. So they'll, you know, they'll wipe all of that away if I stick with them. But I'm like, it's fucking Kia, and now I'm in a space where I, I can do what I Does really want. Does something else own Kia? Because I know with Volkswagen, I could do Audi or Porsche. Oh, that's such a good fucking point. 
Mm-hmm. That's okay. why. That's when I went to go get my Volkswagen. He literally, because I have a Jetta, a 2019 Jetta, and I have like leather seats and like whatever. He's like, dude, this is like the inside of your car is nicer than the starter Audi, like wow. it's, which is like right there. He's like, and they're all owned by the same people. And he was like, if you wanted to get the Volkswagen Tiguan, it's like the exact same as like that Porsche, like okay. the interior. Like, so I don't know if something. Yeah, else I'm, I'll Kia. look into that. And then if not, I mean like. You know, part I really, 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 really want a Benz, honestly, and I know I could do it. And like, I paid three seventeen a month again because I was in such a bind with like I at their mercy for this for a fucking Kia, a twenty seventeen Kia. So I don't think a Benz is gonna be that. Probably maybe four hundred. I I really don't think it's gonna be a huge difference. And especially if I find like I said someone that works at a dealership that could give me a good thing. Um, but where that really hits your pockets then is car insurance because that's going to go way up from a Kia to a fucking Benz. And then also, to your point earlier, the repairs on a fucking Benz are going to be insane compared to a Kia. I mean, I haven't really had to repair this car because that's another benefit of new leases is like, for the most part, in two years, you don't need new brakes. You don't really need anything. So you're not doing oh, shit but yeah, but an no, oil exactly. change, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Um, and if I don't drive that much, I don't even need that many oil changes. So, you know, levels, but even a Benz oil change is significantly more money than a Kia oil change. So there's things, there's things that I have to look into and figure out, but, um, I kind of do really, um, um, I don't know, but I really may just end up with the Kia just to avoid. And then also to, you know, really set myself up for, the next big thing of like buying a home or whatever and just like putting all my money to that versus like do I really need a Benz right now I don't I can get a nice Kia put some tints on the bitch mm-hmm. get it the color I want and get all the bells and whistles so I don't know it's something to think about if you guys have opinions please let me know if you have experience leasing things versus other things that you just could give me a what's that word a a something opinion what's that word an educated opinion there we go sorry um you know just let me know hit me up and yeah marissa what did you do last night for new year's oh new year's eve we didn't talk about that happy new year by the way happy new year to you did we start we did we literally started it off um i went rosenberg's in town so me him and dipperstein his agent we went to uh two super white parties it was like the whitest thing i've ever done in my life and it was pretty fun and i wore my red first so everybody was like oh my god you're first so i don't know i was cool and the second party was one of the cast members houses of um the show i watched this year uh crazy ex-girlfriend oh so that was pretty cool so he was there but by the time we got is it one of the people that you were like messaging weren't you like messaging no that was Goldberg's that was the Goldberg's um (laughs) yeah yeah no this was but this was the guy that played like the dickhead boss turned like one of her lovers guy or whatever he's super cool don't remember his name sorry Craig real life real life Craig don't know his show name but um by the time we got to their house I had only had two drinks but it was straight tequila both and then I also smoked a blunt or two and so by the time I got there, I was really nosh. So I like I was sitting on his <gasps> kitchen floor, and he was like, "Are do you need anything?" Or I'm like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chill here for a little bit." Because what I didn't want to do last night was start throwing up. That was really what I wanted okay, to avoid. You throw up more than any. I am a throw other adult. <laughs> But like I've always said, it gets rid of the calories for the and night. I swear, <laughs> Marissa never fucking drinks. Ever, like yeah, I'm always like, like we, like she'll go to events and not drink at all. Mm-hmm. Like not even like some people are like, I don't even drink, and they have a drink. Yeah. She 
can literally not have anything. But when she does drink, I feel like she always gets turned and she always throws up. <laughs> because I never drink. So it takes two drinks and I'm on my motherfucking ass. And I don't mix, beca- um, like mixing, um, I don't put like mixers in it. Like I don't put soda or cranberry juice oh, or whatever. Because it's the, it's the sugar that fucking like gives you the most of the hangover mm-hmm. and it gives you a headache and stuff. So... And plus, the whole point is to get drunk, right? So <laughs> you get where you're going faster if you just take it straight. So I usually just do a double shot as my actual drink, and I put some ice in it, and I sip on it. And it's a little gross, but it also fucking does the job. But then I end up, no, sometimes. Not always, though. Not every time I drink. Honestly, no. Probably, like, if I drink 10 times, one of those times, yeah, I'm, I'm always, throwing up. I'm, I'm also not always with you when exactly. you're drinking. So yeah. like- <laughs> but especially since becoming a smoker, I opt for that way more also. just It's just... You're not saying dumb shit when you're high. You probably might not say nothing. You might say no. Nothing. I say dumb shit when I'm high. I don't say anything I don't mean. I might be like, I might laugh more about shit and be mm. kind of annoying I about feel like it. I'm but liquor will make me like, you know, it makes you say shit you don't mean. It makes you do shit you don't plan on it. But being high, I feel like yes, you could be goofy and maybe stupid, but you're not gonna do anything extra. At least for me, I'm not gonna do anything out of character high. I feel like I just start talking about all this random stuff. Oh, yeah. I might be like, I might talk about dumb shit, but I'm not going to like go fuck somebody that I wouldn't have fucked not high. Oh, Drinking, you can go, you can end up in bed with somebody. I haven't gotten that drunk. I don't really get that drunk. I've never gotten blackout drunk. I don't, I don't know I haven't gotten blackout drunk in a very long time, except over the summer. I did. (laughs) And it was so fun. It was really, really, really fun. And the videos that I see, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I don't know when is the last time I got so drunk that like shit wasn't making sense. To me. Mine was at the freaking Ace Hotel the day after July Fourth this year. I don't know why I took like. There's videos of me asking the bartender. I'm like, excuse me, can I just please have another shot of tequila? Thank you so much, kind sir. And he's like, all right, here you go. I don't. I'm thinking maybe my birthday, 2018, the pizza party. I feel like that was the drunk, and then we went to the strip club, and I just wilded out and like left the strip club with what's his face and all that shit, and went to the car. I think that was like my drunkest. No, what about when you threw up? It was like it was like a a New Year's thing or a Super Bowl thing, and Tay and we had to play you comforting songs. Oh, was that that after or before? That was that was before. That was All Star twenty eighteen, and then my birthday twenty eighteen. But I also no, it was the night a month later. And remember, Amber had a pool party, and um, that was actually the night that, like, her and AE, like, started dating. But I remember I was, like, tweeting about, like, shit that you guys were hitting me, like, take it fucking down, take oh, it down, oh, take oh, it down. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, Marissa, I need to log into your Instagram yes! and like, have access to it just in case you ever post that, like, anything crazy, I'll have, I'll damage control for you. Yeah, that happened. That was the night that, like, I ended up making plans to go to Europe the next week, and then I ended up in Europe, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was also when Marissa sent me all of her passwords, which included, like, <laughs> random Hulus, and sometimes yeah. I go to it, and I'm like, I need this, and I'll log on. <laughs> well, nice. Oh, today, for someone's New Year's, I had I had tweeted about paying my subscriptions or whatever, and some girl responded and was like, let me get your Hulu login. And I actually, because I'm tired of fucking, because the people whose Hulu logins they give me, Everyone always stops paying after a while, so I always have to get a oh, new one login. Of yours like, still works, yeah, no, I, <laughs> so like someone had recently not paid their bill in time, and I just there was like something I wanted to watch because usually also if you wait a few days they pay it and then like it's good again. But I really wanted to watch something, and I was just I don't know Hulu specifically. Like, it's the time, and I'm just like it's eight dollars, nine dollars a month. I'm gonna fucking pay it. So anyway, I just got a Hulu subscription myself, and so this girl tweeted me and was like, "Can I have your login?" And I, was, I didn't know her, but I was like, "All right." 
And I just DM'd her fucking line. I'm like, just make a profile. You gotta pay it forward. It literally, because everyone does it for me. So I'm like, I mean, I'm not gonna, sh- don't don't ask me now, people, because I don't think, if I have like 80 people on my shit, it's no, gonna No, like up. all of these like services are gonna start. Start maxing you out. They, yep. No, not even that. Not maxing you out, but they're gonna do like the two-factor authentication shit because like that's how, that's how they're gonna get you because they don't want everybody to like be sharing all these accounts. But but and, Netflix has where like you can have four profiles. It's like a yeah, family. No, now you, like with Netflix, Netflix, but with like Hulu and like they're trying to figure out because Netflix said that they're losing like billions and billions of from dollars sharing from logins. sharing logins. Wow. And I know that also like because I have a friend who has like family like in the UK and stuff. Like you can't do a shared plan if you're international, international. because they like you know they they, they notice that yeah. you're logging in from yeah. yeah my boy in Canada he has Hulu there but like. Because he has a Canadian Hulu, some shit is not streaming in the States, and he works in music, so all the time he's here, he can't watch certain shows, because his Hulu login doesn't work. Isn't that so crazy so that, I have to like, give the him world like, yes. is literally dependent on, like, the internet, like, the, how you can access it, mm-hmm. like, that's just crazy. It really is crazy, yeah, but, so, um, I don't know what our point was there, but, uh... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> was it New Year's? We were talking about oh when the last time we got drunk was oh right so how did we get to Hulu don't know but anyway <laughs> um that was my night and then we both fell asleep well I fell asleep at the second party and then I also fell asleep at Dipper Steve's house after we went him me him, and Rosenberg we were gonna, we were gonna go and order we ordered pizza we were gonna just have like an after vibe and just talk as homies. And then the pizza took mad long because it was New Year's Eve night. Rosenberg fell asleep and he had ordered the pizza. So even if it came, I don't know because his phone was, you know, he had his phone. And I fell asleep on the couch and then woke up at like, we got there at like. So nobody never ever we received got the pizza. pizza? We never got the pizza. And I woke up at like 3 a.m. realizing I had been out on his couch for like an hour at Dips. And Dip woke up at the same time. He was like, yeah, bye. I was like, bye. <laughs> that was the night. Yesterday, I ordered 20-piece chicken McNuggets because a 20-piece is significantly cheaper than a 10-piece. Really? Yes. And on the $2 menu, you can order a 6-piece, but it's $5.49 for a 10-piece, but it's like $6 for a 20-piece. What the fuck? I don't plan are they going? I have no idea. So I was like, okay, like I'm gonna order twenty piece chicken McNuggets, and I bodied that. I'm gonna say, did you eat all twenty? Of course I did. Okay, I am a chicken nugget. You are what you eat. Okay, yeah. Oh, Um, also shout out to the person that messaged me last night. I posted a picture on my story of like me and my two guy friends and they messaged me back like every single time I see you post a picture with your guy friends I think to myself which is the one that she fucks that she has really bad sex with every oh. once in a while and if it's either of these people <laughs> so they I love our to, listeners I know I was laughing so hard I was like happy new year to you too and it's not any of these people I had a listener DM me you sneaky sleuth you she found Penny's Instagram page while we were dating, I guess. And I do think I did know because I so first. Of, OK, let me just tell you what she said and then I'll back up. So she DM me the other day and was like, hey, girl, um, you know, I followed Penny's Instagram back when you guys were dating. I stand you guys so hard. And I really was hoping that like he was the one I really thought he was. And she was like, and now I see he's always posting baby mama drama on his Instagram story. And I'm so glad you're not with him. But please hurry up and find the one because I want you to get married and have kids. And she's like, I'm sorry if I'm like overstepping my boundaries. But like, you're my friend in my head. And I was so fucking ex- not ex- excited is the absolute wrong word, but validated because that's I- someone like 
because I never added his dumb ass the whole time we were dating because one, he does, he just, mind you, he's about to be 40. Like you're just way too fucking old to be like mm. posting texts with the baby mom. Like they go back and forth, just ratchet shit. Right. And then on top of that, like, I didn't know if I could trust him yet because I knew once I started adding him on my stories that bitches Other would start people, DMing yeah. him and like I don't know what he would do with like it's not fame that's not the word but any type of notoriety clout. at all clout is there we go didn't know what he would do with that and then I was like I don't know if this is gonna last so I'm giving you clout to keep on keeping on when I'm gone like no thank you but one of the times the t- the, the day I posted the big picture the picture the first picture of us. I was adding Danielle on my story and her page is public and she was adding him on his story. So I think a few people found him through that. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out too because Marissa posted that on, on, my on Finsta. her Finsta and I was like, I want to go see this baby mama drama. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then I went on to, I tried to find his page and I'm like, how the fuck did this person find it? And, and I, I got lucky while we were dating because like I said, his name's Penny, but his Instagram page didn't say Penny anywhere. So I already knew that, um, I knew that my followers would be like in my following trying to search Penny and you know what's crazy up. though? That's how you know, like from the jump, like in your gut, that you weren't supposed to be with. Yes. And like, yes, yes, yes. And I don't know if y'all remember this, but last year when I started seeing somebody, I was like, I don't follow him on Instagram because I just like don't want to see like what he's doing, y'all. That ended up so badly, and thank God, like, oh my, yeah. Yo, it was that's so real. It was like my gut was, and I was convincing myself, like, no, it's not that you don't feel safe about him. It, you're just being safe about yourself, like. Yeah. But in hindsight, I'm like, no, I think I had an idea that he could really be a shit person and it just so happens that yes indeed like yeah so um I was really happy about that like exactly what I was worried about was exactly what would have happened and so now I don't look like the asshole because I'm not with that person and just you know being reminded of bullets that you dodge feel really great and oh yes Mm -hmm. yeah Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm trying to read. We have like a little thing. Oh, I want to do. I do want to say rest in peace to Cloudy Nueve. He is a was ugh, um, super dope rapper from North Carolina. And he had come out here to L.A. a lot and had linked up with Zoms and, and his crew that he runs with and everything. And was just making some really great music. And um, I don't know the extent of what happened, but I do know that he passed away early on Christmas morning. So mm-hmm. rest in peace. And Zoms is really shout out to Mike, too. I really want to send him love because he lost a friend on Christmas Eve as well That's, so back to back friends he and the Christmas Eve friend was a hometown friend so I'm actually I'm happy that at least Mike was home with his friends that they could all mourn together and be each other's support system um and I'm also bummed for him because it ended up that both um his friend from home and Cloudy's uh funerals are on the same day so he had to pick and he couldn't go to both um so just sending you some love zoms and and again rest in peace to cloudy i got he, to meet yeah. him a few times he, yeah, I, he I was met at him, our game night or something i right? met him now that like i was thinking because i saw like my posted it i met him twice mm-hmm. and i just remember like even though we didn't interact i specifically remember thinking this like he was just so goofy and like had this big smile uh, and a big personality and i had met him once before and i felt bad because the second time i met him i was like should i have like introduced myself like again because i wanted to talk to him because he was just like really like he just nice. had a larger than yeah. life personality yeah and he was laughing so hard i think he was sitting in this chair to be honest yeah and then he was like now. sitting right here yeah so he was all right here yeah yeah, so um, really sad. I I do not know what happened, but um, rest in peace and shout out to his girlfriend. I know she's fucking heartbroken as well, and that fucking sucks. Um, I guess we could close this out. Looking ahead to oh, 
Also, um, when I was home, I went to the Museum of Ice Cream in New York City. It just opened up, as you guys may know, Museum of Ice Cream does pop-ups. Originally started in New York in 2016, then they came to LA. So I got to go to the LA pop-up. They're the originators, I do believe, of this like pop-up wave of quote-unquote museums that none of them are actually museums. Um, well, I guess by definition, they are things that you go look at. So whatever. Yeah, right. So, um, But um, they just opened up. And so... I went, I bought the tickets the day they went on sale and I went like one of the first days. And so they're calling themselves in ex Experium, I believe is the word. They're going with an experience and a, in a something else, symposium, no, something. But essentially now this is going to be their flagship and it's not a pop-up, this is forever. Their San Francisco one ended up being permanent as well. But this one is like, multiple floors oh, and it shit. is like an experience whereas the other ones it's you know it's like all these pop-ups you walk through rooms you take pictures it's cool this one is like is it super interactive it activates all five senses and it has oh, like just like okay. shit going on and you're like walking through like rooms with like stuff glowing and you just you feel something and we both took edibles before we went so oh, that you were like my girl yes that shit was fucking lit but i do recommend it to everybody it's multi like i said multiple floors really good for kids they have like a couple slides that like you you start in one room and you take the slide down to a whole other room oh, so, shit. so is like this, is it expensive no the tickets are probably 30 bucks a person oh, and for kids sure. like 15 bucks or something like that so a super fun thing to do for families if you guys are in um in the new york city area it's in this it's like downtown somewhere kind of by like I was going to say about 97. No one knows where that is. Uh, by SOBs. It's like in Soho, essentially. So um, check that out for your... And again, good for couples. Cool for pictures. People had like full on cameras doing like real photo shoots in that bitch. And good for families too. So that's that. And then um, I guess we could just say like what we're looking forward to in 2020. Do you want to reflect on the year? Like should we do something like that? Um, I feel like to reflect on the year, so I would have to like really... Okay, you know I want to reflect on well, it. Well, yeah. okay, then I'll just put this out there really quickly. I feel like this year I didn't accomplish anything. Really? And I'm okay with that, and I've, like, accepted it because, I mean, the year before I accomplished so much. Mm -hmm. And, like, and I was kind of beating myself up because I was, like, I felt like I had this ball rolling, and then I'm, like, oh. That is like, life, though. Flat. Nothing is, yeah. Exactly. And also, I'm just really happy, like, that I even got through it. Like, that is an accomplishment. In like, and of itself. With, yeah, exactly. And so, and I'm excited. And you're still here, and you're still motivated, and you didn't regress. You just didn't progress. Exactly. Well, I feel like I regressed, like, a little bit, to be honest. But I am super excited. It's a step back to take three forward. For 2020, and... Yes, and I, and I have this, like, feeling that, like, everything is just going to fall into place yes. and, and not worried. And even, like, when I, like, have, like, a little bit of money problems, I'm like, yes, what? Like, I Joyce, feel like... I legitimately... What, I, I, what's the point of stressing over that? I felt so good about my 2020... Um, Every New Year's Eve, I write out my, um like, my goals and maybe, like, my intentions for the year. And it could be as small as, like, read one book a month to, like, this is whatever, like, you know know things like that um go to the gym twice a week whatever but this year it I didn't have it in my spirit to write it out and it wasn't in a negative way I wasn't like feeling down but it was legitimately like 
I don't know. I feel like maybe years prior, I wrote it down to convince myself almost. And I felt like I didn't need convincing this year. Mm -hmm. I felt like it's just in my soul. It's in my spirit. And like, it's going to happen for me. And so I don't need to. It's like, and it's not like I'm moving without intention. I know what I want and what I'm working toward in my head. I didn't feel like I had to write it down to organize my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's coming from a place of like, I just feel good about this year. Like, I feel good about it. And also just with resolutions in general, um, how you set them is kind of important because if you set like resolutions and then at the end of the year you don't accomplish them, it can make you feel like pretty shitty and yeah. discouraged and you don't want to sit with that. So like I'm more about like for me, like I know what my big picture is and I think that's kind of what's really gotten me through like a lot of things is that I was looking through like today I was cleaning out and I found all these old pictures and all my old diaries and I journal really like intensively or intensely when like in certain periods of my time so I'll go through like six months of like hardcore journaling and I was reading all of them and like what I want like 40 years down the line is so consistent and so detailed and so specific that I'm like that has to happen because I've wanted it for so long so it's like right now it's I feel like everything's gonna fall yeah you're just working toward it and um and I don't gotta break myself and yeah don't and you're young like you're working toward it and that's what it is and you're not gonna have an up year every year but you're getting there and And it was not a doubt it wasn't like this was the worst year ever and and I've had like I think 2016 for me was just horrible like I don't like I honestly I blacked out like I don't remember any of it like I blanked it all out um but like this year is just kind of stagnant a little bit but the only way you can go from here is up yeah (laughs) there was a tweet um a couple days ago that asked like what was your worst year ever in this decade basically Mm -hmm. that's what we should do is like a brief I guess decade yeah so like I mean for me personally I said um I started to say 2018 because remember last year, like I was just when the year was over, I was whatever. But then it made me realize like it was really only the first half of the year that was like super shitty and getting laid off that May. And then in the summer, I couldn't find a job and I didn't know what the fuck was my purpose. And then Joe announced the Spotify deal and I felt really hurt about that. And there was all these things. But then my shit started picking up like money wise, like I would say September of last year. And then I went to Europe for the first time. And then I did this and I just closed the year out on such like a such a peaceful note that like I can't say that 2018 was a horrible year I can say I I didn't have great periods but I mean even like the first half was decent too like I brought it in well I think that was the thing as well bringing it in hosting revolt I remember you talked about that that was like such a highlight for you and and then to just have the whole year not take that wave you know what I'm saying but like and then all-star weekend happened like a month later and I, you know, I met Steph and Aisha Curry and it was just really cool. Like it felt like it was going momentum. Great, great, great. And then it went down. But um, other years in review that were negative, I said 2013 was a rough year. Um, and it was because I had start, I had a breakup at the in December 2012. So the first half of the year was really rough because I was just getting, I was just really sad. And at the same time we broke up, Flex had told me, you know what, just work from home. You don't have to come into Hot 97 anymore. So it was a whole year of, well, even just to start it, being single now and Isolated. then also not even going anywhere. I had I now I'm just working from home all day and like there wasn't much going on when we when we would go in at night for Hot 97 because um Hot 97 the building they can't have guests after 5 p.m. so any 
interviews that happen for Funk Flex, they happen at a separate studio. And that all stems from years back in the early OOs, there was like a G unit shootout at Hot 97 or something like that. And so the building owners were like, all right, no rappers after 5 p.m. people. Um, but so I say that to say, it wasn't like I was missing action much, but it was still fun to like, you know, be surrounded by, by people. <laughs> and it's still in a cool environment. It's Hot 97 yeah. at the end of the day, even if no one's coming through the halls, you know what I mean? Um, so that was rough, but then summer 2013 was when I started getting my groove back. I could start dating again, and that's when I went through, like, that's when I met the one super famous person that I talk about all the time that was, like, my biggest crush, like, uh, actually, like, it happened for yeah. me, and um, met, like, you know, the Cleveland guys, and just all the things that, like, ended up shaping my life down the road, like, it, that summer. So then the rest of the year was amazing, and um, and I got, like, another, like a, another gig, so, like, um, I was going to a job again and like, you know, and it was still in music industry also. So, um, again, it started rough, but it ended great. And then I think another year like that was, oh, 2010, same thing. Um, started rough, couldn't find my purpose. It was my first full year out of college working a nine to five. I was so upset because I'm like in college, I developed relationships with French Montana and I was assisting him and, you know, I interned at MTV and I did Nicki Minaj's press run. And now here I am just working a boring job. I'm kind of working for French still, but I couldn't travel because I needed my nine to five and I wasn't making enough money with him to just quit it and move around with him. So it was just in a limbo of like, damn, I had these connections. I lost it. I I interned at Hot 97. I'm not working there anymore. And then in in the fall of 2010 was when that whole story of I ran into Flex. He asked me to work for his site. So I ended 2010 now full 180 from earlier in the year. I'm back at Hot 97. I'm doing all these things. So I can't call that a bad year either. And then 2016, I forgot to even bring that year up, but 2016 started so moment. Like that was Joe Budden podcast started February, 2015. So now I'm a year in fully established as a podcast personality. Our shit is bumping. I'm on Eber in the morning. So I'm starting the year like, yo, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm the shit. Yeah. And like, again, I never had intentions of being famous or anything I just had intentions of working in the music industry I didn't know where it was going to take me so now that I'm there I'm like this is this is lit this is I think I've always wanted this so to start there and then by the summer me and Joe fall out my car dies my I get evicted from my apartment I have to move to somewhere else I find a spot in Harlem it ends up being so horrible and I hate the apartment and I'm getting sick every month you know so it ended badly but I can say that the whole top of the year was amazing. Like we had the live podcast and we sold out SOBs, you know what I mean? So I cannot say I've had a bad year. Um, and then, tw- so then we get to 2019, like, so what you were just saying. So I honestly, in my career, it's so hard to say, right? Because I didn't do anything on a major scale this year that like would be like a headline grabber or whatever. But I did so much on my personal journey mm. and then also got two book deals. You know what I mean? So it's like And you you're you're stable. Like, yes. And you're so made you're more so money than I yeah. ever made in my life, right? Then Which is hello right. got to pay That's off a, big a huge credit card yeah. that started off at like it was like 9k at the top of the year i paid oh that shit my, off this that, year. yes yes then um Cheers you know to managed to do the birthday house that was a big deal for me not only because i've always wanted to do a house with my friends but person on a you. personal level that i had forty five hundred dollars laying around to rent a fucking house and more money to pay for all the shit we had in the house like and to be able to host all my friends and like put on the whole show for them. Like that was really cool to me. That was never like a thing I've dreamed of. Like, I just want to be so rich that 
but like also kind of is like I've always wanted to be the host and provide and like give all my friends fun times and shit like that so that was a moment and then obviously the dating thing was probably like the biggest part of my year and it helped me learn so much about myself. Like I don't regret yes. a single yes. thing that happened. I don't regret anything that happened earlier this year with the dude from the Valentine's Day episode. Like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that helped me learn how I think I fell really fast for him and like moved too quickly because he was moving quickly. And that learned that taught me like don't fucking do that. And then with Penny, like I don't regret a single moment of that. Not one. And honestly, more than anything, it taught me that I'm strong enough to walk away from situations. Situations because mm-hmm. I think if I would have told myself like because okay yes the shit that happened with him was like really like trash and just like the whole thing was just ick but I don't know I feel like if I would have told myself the little the things that happened I would have been like you might stay and like try to figure it out and work it out and like I did not give him I gave him a couple chances to figure it out like the first time he screamed on me I'm like all right, cool, bro. We're taking a break for this week, but we'll still go on this vacation that's already booked because whatever, yeah. but we got a lot to talk about because you're not going to fucking scream on me. We go on the vacation. Shit turns to shit. I know I ended up taking down the episode because I ended up protecting him a little bit in the, in the follow-up episode just to be like nice. And I'm like, and so I kind of remixed the story a little and then I made myself look crazy for worrying all my friends and family while I'm on the trip, texting them incessantly like, oh, he threatened to do this and this and a third and everyone's freaking the fuck out. And then I come back and I do this episode where I'm like protecting him. And then even after that, I was still kind of being cool. My fucking laptop was stuck in his crib. Like I had to like that play was, it That cool. was a really hard one. Marissa was really trying to figure out how to get back this laptop. Yeah, it was a brand new Surely. laptop too. And I had the book that I wrote this year. I had the book on the fucking laptop. So I really had to get that laptop back. And um, like, so I wouldn't say I gave him another chance, but I was still being cool with him. And then I come to find out he's like talking to, still talking to this girl that like for like a decade plus has been like fucking putting leases in in, in that, her name. I heard and, that. I was like, shocked. oh, so much like dumb. She tattooed his name on her like while they were never a couple. Been through like two public girlfriends. Just basically gives him money at her. I don't know. Fucking hood rat dumb shit. And so discovered that too. And I was like, yeah, so goodbye. And like never spoke to him again. Or, well, he tried to get in contact with me after that, but that was dumb. But all that to say, oh, and by the way, y'all, I just found out he has a kid on the way. So, and a second kid, not from the same baby mom. Guys, crazy shit. Yeah. And so like, even when I saw that, I thought I would be really sad, but I didn't like, you know, when your heart drops, when you find out bad information, that did not. I saw it and I was like, damn, and I sent it to all my friends. So all that to say, really grateful for the, all the experiences. It taught me how I am in like a really serious relationship because we were basically together like the whole fucking summer. I'm staying at his house for weeks at a time and stuff. Flying out to New York. Yeah, like, you know, and, and I, w- I managed to juggle that plus write a whole fucking book and have a good summer. I had an amazing summer. We had a good fucking time. And this is somebody that I was like enamored with again in high school and then I didn't give a fuck about him since the whole adulthood but like just to go back to that and revisit it and know for sure that this is not what I want and I think too personally again on my growth and like again you guys I know you know I've gone to therapy a lot this year and smoked weed a lot this year which really truly 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 helped open my brain to learn more about myself um I think that Damn, I completely just lost my train of thought because I'm also high too. But just, again, just being 
that whole situation. Oh, just to like, I think I kind of learned that a lot of the, the behaviors that I didn't like about myself and that I could not really understand why I would do certain things, which is why I'd be so mad at myself because I would do them and be like, why the, why did I do that? And I started to realize I'm just chasing things that at 16, I started chasing and I never updated what I'm actually looking for because I kind of just went along with it and never sat back and thought about like, maybe I don't want this per- like this type of guy anymore or whatever, whatever. So you got to check yourself. Real, yeah, I realized. Check, recheck in. Right. And so I realized even wanting to date him or be with him or wanting it to be this magical thing was validating my 16 year old self or whatever the fuck all the things I was looking for back then which just don't align with who I am now and that's why none of it was gonna work out and I wasn't about to stay and deal with any of the dumb shit and whatever whatever um and so it just showed me help me sit down and realign and realize what I do want and so I think that's why I was not so upset that it didn't work out because I needed to learn that, or I might, I just would have kept repeating the same and pattern. What you over... kind of said, you kind of knew that it wasn't going to be good. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like you got a lot going on, and you are in one place, and, and he, he really did not match up. Anything going on? Yeah. I, you know, I'm not trying to knock the guy, but yeah. it just didn't. It wasn't balanced at all. And yeah. I think that's it's so important to like have some sort of balance. Absolutely, <clears> and <throat> um, you know, I think a part of it too. People were always from the Joe Budden podcast. There was one episode where we talked about like dating quote unquote regular people. And I said on the episode, not on a high horse at all, because I'm certainly not any type of famous. I'm not, I'm realistic to know. But at the same time, I live a different life than a lot of my friends do. And I'm around very different people, different caliber. Like the other night, I'm sitting with Amber AE, Scott Storch. And a couple people like discussing jewelry and Bugatti prices. Like that's just not some average everyday shit. It's just, I'm just around a different level of stuff. And that doesn't make me a better or different person, but it does make my outlook on things different and just my reality different. Yes. But have you ever thought too, like, um, like you have all of these like crazy experiences. Mm -hmm. I think that you might like need to just meet people who not like not exactly like are just doing music no and i'm not i'm not saying that but, but what i'm saying have like a lot of experiences like somebody who's life. lived a lot of life somebody who's traveled or somebody who's lived in different countries or somebody who you know maybe like has like some sort of interesting childhood story so they grew up on a farm i don't know something no great. Like i just that's, because they know how to adapt to different situations but that and is why know, i like that's penny kind of, but i'm saying that's why i thought that it was not, I, w- I don't want to use the word safe because nothing I, I don't like to do safe shit, but yeah. it makes sense or whatever because he has a crazy backstory and he didn't live the greatest life, but he's he seemed like he was legitimately working toward bettering himself when really it was just like he just learned how to not be, appear as aggressive as he used to be, but he, it still was there. But um, He didn't he, add value to you. Right. He and, might have had those experiences, but there was nothing to bring to the table for you. Yeah. And Maybe for somebody else, well, no, it's but just not that, for it's you. No, it's just that he didn't take that and, and help that motivate him to go out and get more. He's okay with that's what, yeah, surviving. We, talk, we talked about He's this. okay with surviving. When, and that's okay, too. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but that is not, not what the, you, how I move. Yes. I've never been okay with surviving I, in high school. You know, everyone's staying locally and partying locally. I'm like, what's out in New York? What's out in Harlem? Where's Dipset at? Where, I mean, uh, not even about Dipset, but just what's beyond Woodbridge, New Jersey? What's out there? Yes, and I've always thought bigger. That. I've always thought bigger. And again, there is literally nothing wrong because somebody that's still living in our homes, not even my hometown, in any hometown and never left necessarily, but got married and had kids, they might have more peace in their lives than the next person that is traveling the world and doing all these cool things. It's it's just a matter of perspective. Not everybody wants the same shit that I want. And I just don't, he was just not there. He didn't want anything bigger than what, and so, That's what, yeah. so to say, you know, it's not that I was like, oh, I was, you know, but I mean, I was giving it a chance because I was also like, I can do, date somebody that's not in the industry. But at the same time, like I'm a creative person. I am also, and I and I don't don't feel bad about it. I'm attracted to people that do creative things as well, and that happens to be music shit. And I'm around all of that all of the time. But there, it's just messy to date in the music. It's it's a lot of factors. But um, yes, I need to date someone more worldly. And in the at the end of all of that, and yeah. that's what that taught me. And then even the guy that I dated in between those two, briefly for the month, and the one that I never had sex with or whatever. Even that, um, on paper, that guy was perfect. Like literally. Everything checked off every box. Good looking guy, nice, charismatic, did it, all these things. Who, by the way, he texted me recently because I think he saw that I broke up with Penny. And he was like, hey, we should get together. Completely curved. No. Um, but even that was like, again, a reminder to me that if if the chemistry is not there, that I can just walk away and not force it because he's perfect and he could provide chemistry the life. Chemistry is really, really important. But also, like, to add on to circle back to the Penny thing, I just, you want somebody who, like, literally can bring value to you right like you like when you give so much to somebody or like put so much into something like I want to get something out of that too like this should Mm -hmm. be mutually beneficial and I think that with him like there really wasn't much for you to like take from it and I was and you weren't gonna build together and you weren't gonna go and like realize like all the he wasn't helping you on your journey but but the the same person in his position that would have maybe had a bigger worldly outlook, it could have worked if that person was an actual good person and was actually working at being better and and figuring out his circumstance. But, but, and I, when I say value, it's not like about like what he... Financial. It's no, not that. No, no, it's like yeah. literally like... How, Anything. <laughs> what somebody can teach you about mm-hmm. like music, movies, or about other places in the world, or just like having like you just want to be like stimulated like yeah. you know and just to feel I mean at least for me like I love just like learning new things and especially if I can get that from somebody else like that is amazing like you just taught me something that I didn't know before like that's that's me so valuable yeah there was not there was not a lot of value there and shot bless Carol's heart because in the aftermath she told me she was like yo every day I would hold my breath like Marissa's gonna get pregnant and we're gonna lose like this is a losing battle because she just didn't like him from day one and I'm fighting for him I'm like no he changed you know the old penny la la like every like and eventually Carol just gave up and was like alright I'm gonna just agree with everything you say and say my yeah, friends were like him. that uh, yeah I about just, your guy oh I just went through like this crazy shit but yeah now yep so um yeah shout out to Carol for you know making it through the panic and being absolutely fucking right Everything she said was accurate and nothing I wanted to believe. And um, even though it's nothing like the same, have you watched the Netflix? Well, I don't believe it was originally Netflix, but it's on Netflix now show Dirty John. Mm -mm. It's based on a true story. And it was like this. I don't even know how to describe basically like. 
this rich, affluent, self-made woman here in LA that, or like somewhere in California. And um, she met a guy on a dating app and he like came in and conned her whole life. And like, he was like a real life con artist and whatever, whatever, whatever. But just like some of the early shit kind of reminded me of like, not remind, it did not remind me of Penny at all, but just showed me how it is easy to skip over blatant red flags when you're just, when you have I those didn't. love goggles on. Oh. When you have like, yeah. bro, you can overlook the craziest, because the baby mama drama with him started from day one. We went on one date. We went to eat and she was already in my DMs. She found me somehow. Like hey, I started at the top of the year, y'all, with a crazy fucking bitch. This happened January 2nd, exactly a year ago, with the guy that I was dating, his ex-whatever, sent me, like, these long-ass messages saying this, that, and the third about him, blah, 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 And I was just like, broad, like, who are you? Like, first of all... And it's so easy for them to paint the picture of that bitch is crazy. I mean, but these no, bitches are crazy. No, I, and I kind of, like, deduced that, too. Like everything about it was just bad. It was, it was just something I should not be a part of, and and now I'm not. So yeah. like, it's really dope. And I'm not going to try to like really shit on anybody, but no, like red flags, like you, galore. Yeah. But yeah, when you have those when they when you have those rose goggles on, everything's red, so you don't fucking see nothing. That was what my therapist basically tells me. I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Rose colored glasses, everything was rose colored. You didn't know. Yeah. Those, those flags were just flags. Yeah, you didn't yeah. know what color they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so shout out to all involved in those things, I guess. But, um, in, in a nutshell, I am very, 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 very happy with my 2019. I think everything, I think everything happened for a reason. Nothing was like, I don't know if the word's debilitating, like the breakup with him. I was at that point, I had just was so over it. All the drama, all the dumb shit that like, I probably cried maybe like two times. I had like a week and a half of like very sad stress. But then I realized it was also because my book deadline was coming. And I, I think all the anxiety was just coming together. And um, literally the day I turned the book in, I, I was fine about every, yeah, everything. I woke like, up the I next morning. Like, you know, when you're going through a breakup most time for me anyway, like my anxiety would always hit the worst in the morning and I'd always wake up sad. Like, damn, like that's when you like, you know, cause you probably dreamt good. And then you wake up to the realization. Yo, the morning is when I like send like the craziest text and it's like the first thought of the day. And then I'll go through the rest of the day and be like, why did I spill all my feelings? I literally don't feel that way. I'll yeah. be like, I care. Blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I really didn't. I just woke up feeling that way and I don't know why. Well, they say that, that clear my um, head. They say that, I looked this up because it would literally be, I would like wake up with like the worst anxiety. Anytime when the breakup or I'm just going through something, I wake up with a knot in my stomach and my mornings are my sleep. hardest. And I discovered, I like looked into it and they say like whatever that, whatever anxiety is, like the actual science shit in your body, those levels spike in the morning. They are the highest in the morning. So it makes all that sense. So for that week and a half post breakup, I woke up every morning with that knot in my stomach. And the day that I handed the book in the next morning, I woke up completely regular and I was over the breakup in that moment. See, I need to get to that point because this has been like a six month breakup. This is oh. like the longest breakup ever. But like now, okay, I got the apology that I was like waiting. I wasn't even wait. I kind of like got over it because I was like, I'm not going to get an apology. Like whatever. Last night, December 31st, I did get the a long ass apology. Let me just say, not that all is forgiven and like whatever but just cool because i'm like all right like cool bye yeah <laughs> i don't really have to with my last it up thing with you anymore i had blocked him for like a couple weeks um after like i just made my final like exit 
And um, then I unblocked him because I'm like, damn, like, are you trying to like apologize or do something? And so the second I unblocked him, he starts calling me, calling me, texting me, texting me. And I wasn't answering. I just literally wanted to know that he felt some sort of remorse and I could see. And so, but to me, okay, so then he's hitting me up like, hey, heard you're going to be in town. Can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk? And I'm like, just being a dick. I'm like, not going to be in town maybe in a month. Like, just like giving it because I did know I did want to have the conversation but more so I just wanted to hear how he was trying to spin it I didn't actually need an apology from him I didn't need an explanation because whatever he told me yeah literally because whatever he told me I was already done like there was nothing he could have done that was going to make me change my mind and I did and again I didn't need an apology from him like personally I just didn't need it I just legitimately nosy nosy ass me wanted to hear what his take on everything was and how he spun it and like what his what he was gonna say and so I was entertaining the thought of eventually I'll go sit down with him but I'm not gonna do it now because it's still so close to the breakup that I'm gonna just spaz on him and we're not gonna have whatever I'm not gonna get the tea that I want from him or whatever I'm looking for right so then he kept hitting me and so I started writing a note in my phone of like, when I do finally answer him at his ass, like what I'm going to say to him. And I just started reading the note back so much that like, it got me like fired up again. I'm like, yo, he's a fucking bum. Like he just did so much trash shit as I'm like reading that note over and over and over and over. So it was like one night I'm like, damn, I hope he randomly calls me again tonight. Cause I'm going to answer tonight and I'm going to just tell him all these things and whatever. And so I'm sitting there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, He's not going to randomly call. Like, I just curbed him last night. Like, he's not calling back to back tonight. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to call him. So I called him that night. It's like a month post breakup at that point. And he answers the phone just like with attitude. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And he was like, what? I'm like, well, I'm calling you back. He's like, I called you last night. You didn't answer. You obviously don't care. I'm like, okay, well, you told me last week you wanted to sit down. So let's have the talk. He's like, that was last week. Today's today. Like, just being a dick, right? So he hangs up. And I'm like, I'm just going to send them exactly what the fuck I wrote. So I just copied the little note, which again was supposed to be for myself. And I sent it to him and bro, that shit was like a novel long, but it was like the classiest read because there was not a single curse word in that entire thing. It was just literally telling him, like it started off with, you're a nearly 40 year old man who- Wait, blah, wait, wait, blah, wait, blah. why did mine start out? You're a 30 year old man. <laughs> you just turned 30 and this, 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 and this, and the fact that you did this, I had to get, I like went off. Boom, like, same. See with me, like- I'm a, and my therapist and I were talking about that. Wait, hold on. Let me just finish the point though. So oh, okay. send all that. And mind you, I knew it was going to like eat him because in our random talkings, he would always bring up something I said in like 2010. That was like such a, and you know, I remember everything, but he how? would bring up like random things that like were so insignificant to me that like, like how I stopped talking to him because I found a roach in his apartment and like, oh, and I don't even remember that. And I was like, oh shit. So he like holds on to little things. Mm. So I knew everything I said in that and like all of it was really fucking true. Like I knew that she was eating him. He responds back. Like it took him like 20 minutes to read it. And he wrote back, you write thanks. Like just full of hurt. And I just wrote back, you're welcome. Now stop calling and texting me because there's no, never anything to talk about. Oh, he said, you're right. Yeah. See, I got but, that I mean, too. I got but- all of that, because I read him so hard, I knew I ruined any chance of hearing his little bum-ass explanation that he was going to try to give me. So I kind of ruined it. Like, what you got last night, I'm never going to get that. But, like like I said, I didn't no, need it. It was I literally to be nosy. knocked him. Like, I went, I told him on the phone, like, I was like, honestly, like, you fucked up so hard. Like, this was about 
like three weeks ago mm-hmm. and it was a month after by the way guys i ghosted this fool like on his birthday <laughs> like it was bad because he deserved it like mm-hmm. really deserved it but i called him and i was like fuck you like i'm so mad i read the shit out of him i was cursing i was like i'm so mad because i'm I, this whole time like i make so many excuses for you like i'm so nice blah 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 so I called him. I was like, look, like, it's been a month since I talked to you. I'm just letting you know, like, I really don't fuck with you, like, at all. And I want you to feel bad. Like, first, like, I ghosted you. Now, like, on top of that, I want to make you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Even after that, I still got the apology that like, crazy. Yeah. it came to me. He was I like, already knew, though. He was never He was like, you are so right. Like, everything that you said is true. Like, this is going to, like, motivate me for myself to, like, be better. Because, like, honestly, at the end of the day, like, I am this, that, and the third. And blah 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 and I'm like all right cool and I we ended our text like I was like I hope this is a great year for you he's like I hope this is a great year for he's like this will be a great year for us like oh Penny's not mature enough to ever do something like like, that ever word awesome and I feel happy because oh and then he told me that he started volunteering at this homeless shelter that I wanted to volunteer at and I think that he's like like maybe like dating the owner of it and I'm like that's cool I was like cool like (laughs) that's awesome like I was like that's funny to me like I'm happy that you're doing that like Great. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what our point of all of that was, but either way, just a reflection. Yeah, I I know that I'm not getting that apology, but like I said, that was one that I didn't need. I I wasn't like with my last ex with Smoke when we broke up in 2012. I really did want that closure. I needed closure for that one, and I never really got that either. But this one, like the closure was on my own. I didn't need anything to validate it. But I'm just a nosy ass bitch. Like I still go look at his page. That's how I found out the kid was on the way. Like I, I would still go look at his page. And now I'm just like, yeah, I just, it was more so again, I enjoyed going to his page to like laugh at all the ratchet shit and be like, damn, this guy is literally never going to change. It's great. Um, but I, I don't, 2020, I don't even need to be doing that. Cause it's just dumb shit that whatever. But, um, yeah, I feel like this is a full episode. I think we can go now. Shout out to everybody who's rocked with us all year yeah long, even though this year has not been the most consistent consistent it's been really fucked but up without dash's studio but the we're gonna fact get there that you guys are like so invested and that we still like have so much engagement with our listeners yes like, and also i know i never really and I, I don't owe anyone anything about like what happened with the relationship and stuff but because like when i tweeted in costa rica and then i sort of talked about it then took it down and i really debated even opening up about the actual situation the relationship on this episode um i thought about just like leaving it where it is and moving forward but i fucking hate bitches that i follow like celebrities and stuff that like let us in on a little bit of their drama and then just leave us fucking cold like if you're gonna let us in on a little bitch let us in on the rest of the fucking shit and i get messages probably like three times a week asking like what happened with the situation so in a nutshell everyone that was it and um again i'm just so grateful that i'm I'm literally grateful for it all i walked out unscathed Unscathed. so that is what matters i did not get pregnant i did not lose any (laughs) money nothing happened so i mean I paid for the trip and that ended up shitty, but I, the trip needed to happen to so come to the yeah everything yeah, happens for a reason. So and, I got one good day in Costa Rica and that was it. We got to, we did jet skis, so cool, right? I had one day vacation, lovely, amazing time. Um, but yeah, love you guys so much. Thank you so 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 much for rocking with us. Um, if you want to hit us up, m e i a podcast at gmail dot com. Or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Marissa Explains. You guys should hit up Dash on Twitter and ask them when, when the reopen. studios are going to reopen so you guys can get video again and clips. I want to put clips back on my social. I feel like people don't even know we still do this. Some, I mean, our hardcore, they're yeah. there. But, like, you know, I kind of want to attract new people and I can't, it's not the easiest. So, uh, Dash. 
please come on open love you guys happy new year and uh, we'll be back next week promise yeah bye, bye.